I met Richard Roy in Anch, an unremarkable little city in central Haiti. Richard's from Montreal. He's been volunteering in Haiti off and on for 10 years, ever since he retired. Last November, he went to a meeting in a small town called Las Caobas. That's when he noticed a little boy standing in the street. He was just looking at me. He looked at me. And I looked at him, not paying too much attention, but I went to another place. And the little boy was there again. Same little boy, same dirty feet and old shoes, all busted up. The meeting was postponed, so Richard went to grab some coffee across town. And there was the little boy, again. There was a little boy standing there again. That's odd, you know, three times. It's like the old man upstairs, the old man upstairs, my God, anyways. Maybe he's telling me something. He asked his driver, Benson, about the little boy. I said, who's that little boy? He says, a cuckoo rat. I said, a what? They're rats living off the street. No family at all. They'll steal if they need some clothing. They'll beg, they'll do anything. They're treated less than a dog. So Richard started talking to the little boy. So, of course, waiting for my coffee, a little boy says, what's his name? He says, Willie. Ask father, mother, no. Brother, no. Sister, see? Yeah, yeah. You see, not too long before Richard met Willie, he had a vision in the middle of the night. I got awakened up during the night. Somebody was telling me, Richard, Richard, Richard. And there was nobody in the room. Swear to God, there was nobody in that room. And I had not been drinking and I don't do drugs. I figured it must be the old man upstairs. He says, I gave you all the qualities you have, all the gifts, two eyes, two ears, a mouth, a nose. You can do anything. Do something with what I've given you. He says, that's what I want. It's the craziest, wildest thing that ever happened to me. I said, i got to do something about that little kid. And the next day I says, what about the coconut? Because the old man upstairs is going to say, Richard, I send you three times a little boy. And what do you do? You have your coffee and you're like the rest. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to see that. You don't want to know nothing about it. Richard decided he was going to take care of the kids, whatever it took. His driver, Benson, said they didn't even have last names or ID cards. And people were telling me, well, first of all, they haven't got a card. You can't get any medical attention if you don't have a card. You cannot go to school if you haven't got a card. So you need an ID card. They're not registered nowhere. They got no family name. So I was asking people around, say, well, what do we do family name? Richard told his driver, Benson, to get Willie and his sister legal ID cards and list Richard's name as the father. A friend warned him not to. Well, he says, don't ever put your name on it because you'll be responsible for these kids. So that got me trouble again. I said, well, put my name down. So the little boy is Willie Roy and Geraldine Roy. Father Richard Roy, I'm the father. Willie and Geraldine Roy, done. And they said, why don't you apply to bring to Canada with you? No. I'm 68 years old. I live in an apartment by myself. What am I going to do with a nine-year-old boy and a six-year-old little girl? Richard says his job is to make sure the kids are full and clothed and educated. I created myself a moral obligation to tend for these kids and make sure that they're well taken care of. Until the old man pulls a plug on me. 
So with Benson's help, Richard arranged to pay 50 bucks a month, plus school fees and money for clothes, to a woman who's friends with Benson. She would care for the children. It was agreed. So now they're in school, they have a uniform, they got new shoes. Now the little girl, we bought her some of these fancy frill socks there. She's all happy about that. I'd like to see more of that if it was possible. I'll just be the financial father. They have no other father. When I kick the bucket, the old man's gonna tell me what, I, what have you done with what I've given you. That's my answer. It's like to find my own Garden of Eden. I have to pay the price for all these things, but I'm, I'm paying the price and I, I have a good deal the price I'm paying. After Richard told me his story, he went home to Montreal. I headed out to find the kids to see how they felt about their father from the north. Richard's driver Benson is from Las Cabas. He agreed to take me there to meet the kids. But when we got there, things got complicated. Benson introduced me to two kids with different names and different ages than the ones Richard had spoken of. The girl didn't have frilly socks. Her shoe was broken. The kids didn't know anything about a father from Canada. Then Benson told me Richard's money had run out and the kids didn't have any food to eat the next day. His cousin chimed in, insisting the kids weren't getting enough money. Where were Willie and Gerald Yen? When I got home to the United States, I called Richard and told him what I'd found. Richard was shocked. Wow, what a story. You're showing me another side that I never, maybe I didn't want to see. Maybe I was just being put on. Maybe he's just a good sucker. Maybe without being there, without managing the money himself, even being a financial father was difficult. Telling you that the kids will not eat tomorrow? That's as annoying to my ears. Maybe I'm a little naive, and but I don't want to change this naivety. Believing in people and mankind makes things more interesting, I guess. It's my money, my, my way of paying back whatever I've got more than anybody else. And if it does help people, good. That story was brought to us by Jenny Arsenault with help from the International Reporting Project. Big thanks as well to Shay Shackelford for assisting with the production on the story. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.